Galaxy Lights, Coachella, Lightning Bolt Necklaces. 2023 was the year of Scandaval. On March 3rd, one cheating scandal launched a reality TV investigation that generated hundreds of conspiracy theories, thousands of podcast episodes, and millions of dollars in revenue. I'm Jody Walker, host of An American Scandaval. One retrospective story told in three salacious parts. Listen December 26th on the Ringer Reality Feed. This episode is brought to you by the new season of Love Island USA, only on Peacock. We got a text. On June 11th, the one and the only Ariana Maddox is hosting a new season of Love Island USA on Peacock. With a new villa, new bombshells, and drama on the daily, this is summer appointment viewing at its finest. Oh, and of course, Scottish sweetie Ian Sterling is on the mic to narrate every moment of the fun. Love Island USA starts Tuesday, June 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern with new episodes six days a week exclusively on Peacock. Visit PeacockTV.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink, and you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven, valid through 1725. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, applicable on large big gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Welcome to Jam Session, the last one of the year. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Amanda, it's the end of 2023. We're here. We made it. How does it feel for you? I, it feels... You, I'm grateful to be here. I'm excited to reflect on the year that we spent together here on Jam Session and on the world. It was it was a nice corner of the world for me personally. I hope it was for you as well. So I feel good about that. We've set a list of, list of intentions for 2024 <laughs> in the forms of things that we're looking forward to. So that is like mostly making me positive as well. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm looking forward to a new year of culture. I feel like some years... I'm like, wow, I can't believe that happened. Like, I feel like in some of the peak Meghan and Harry times, I would be like, I remember their exit from the British royal family like happened yes. in January. And so I then do. it was like a long remember year that. of that. So I feel like this year is not quite the same. In that terms was of, also like, 2020. So uh, that was a long year. <laughs> time is a flat circle. I heard, I heard that True Detective <laughs> is coming. Anyway... That's not exactly this year, but there was a lot of fun stuff. And we're going to go through some of it. I think some of it is some shared passions and then some individual ones. I think our share, our top shared passion of 2023 mm -hmm. is the documentary Hagiography four-part series Beckham on Netflix. It's the most fun I had watching anything on TV other than The Gilded Age this past year. 
And I think about it often. I still have not caught up with the Gilded Age. So I think it was the most fun (laughs) thing that I watched on TV. And it was really fun texting you at like 11 p.m. on a Saturday night being like, OMG Beckham. And you were like, (laughs) OMG, I know. And then I I felt that we were very early to it. We were. And we, which, which you know always makes me feel good. Yeah, we watched it that opening weekend and we put the word out and then everybody caught up. No, it was great. It was delightful. It was, you know, as all celebrity access at this point is, is managed, but it was the right amount of behind the scenes versus worshipfulness, in my opinion. Great Agreed. cultural, great cultural history, great characters. I mean, David Beckham and Victoria Beckham are like, very good at at being interviewed and being public figures. And that is an underappreciated skill, in my opinion. Agreed. And we said it at the time, I'll say it again, I appreciate them for liking being famous and now leaning into it. Her Instagram has basically become like a look how hot and funny my husband is, plus buy my clothes, VB. And I enjoy that. Like, thank you. And I that that leads me to just in general, it's been a great year of wags. In recent weeks, a lot of attention on the Chiefs' wags. But, like, we got Beckham and we got Colleen Rooney's, like, TikTok of what happened to her. And Not just the TikTok. The instructional video manual. I meant, like, the moment by moment. Not the TikTok, the social service, but, like, T-I-C-K. No, no, I know. But it was, like, she wasn't just... I guess she was just recapping it, but it could serve as, like, a wiki how to investigate... Someone who is leaking stories about you to the sun and how to expose them and win a libel lawsuit. It was just like so good. I'm so grateful for it. Like, I love the, I love wag culture. And it's just been like, honestly, I do enjoy seeing them become more like these, some of these women becoming more famous onto their own right in ways that, like, in general, the like celebrity documentary has really benefited the sports wife in 2023. Right. It's also true of quarterback. Is this where we should Kelsey. say the, Is this where, Yeah, I was going to say, is this where we should say the name Taylor Swift? Too? We made a best of 23 and Travis and Taylor didn't make our personal list. I mean, it was great content, but maybe we can group Taylor under, you know, finding her power as a wag, yeah. as, well as, as well as a woman on her own. Yeah, so I put on my list the Summer of Women, which is, you know, Barbie, Greta Gerwig, I guess Taylor's Taylor part Swift. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Swift and Beyonce, which I, I'm genuinely grateful to have lived through. It was like, it's a, it's a great time for women in pop culture. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Taylor Swift's a huge part of that. Did you didn't go to any of those concerts, Taylor Swift or Beyonce, right? No. I saw you went to the, the movies. Eras movie. Yeah. And I are saw you going to try to go night. to, are you going to try? Do you say Eras? Yeah, I do. I, Okay. I just, I don't, I don't know how many times we've said it on a podcast and I'm just reflecting on that. I guess I say eras. What does that say about me? I think I have a pretty like New York accent. Like I say Mario and vodka, things like that. So I think it might be a me problem. How else do people say vodka? I think the way you inflect your O is like a New York thing. Oh, like vodka instead of vodka. Yeah. And like coffee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Will you try to see the eras tour in 2024? Oh, the concert? I thought you were going to ask if I was going to try to see Beyonce. I, I want to see Be- the Beyonce movie for sure still. No, I will not be going to a Taylor Swift tour. Okay. Stop. Not, okay. I'm not like, again, if someone wanted to give me free tickets, I would accept. But like, I'm not seeking that out on my own. Are yeah. you? No. I Again, I would accept tickets, but in like a convenient location. I don't know if I'm going to be traveling also to see her. 
because yeah, unless unless I happen to be there. But even there, it's like if I make it to wherever, if I make it somewhere international, am I going to spend those four hours actually going to a tour. Taylor Swift show? I've seen it. Yeah. Speaking of the best of 2023, this wasn't on my list, but a personal note. Remember when we went abroad together? Yeah. That was really great. I meant to text you about this, but I'll just do it now. I had a dream the other night that we were back in London. Oh. It was great. We went to this, we went to the same Indian restaurant for lunch, which I think about gunpowder. So good. Once a week. Absolutely tremendous. Liberty. I really enjoyed that. That was a very lovely time. Liberty has like as all British department stores, and really as London seems to do generally, has like really committed to Christmas, Mm. you know? Uh, I've actually been to the Liberty Christmas shop in previous years. It's like remarkable. So I feel like I've been getting like a lot of Liberty Christmas content. I'm like, oh yeah, we went there. I also wear my pajamas all the time, as does Knox. His pajamas, not mine. So yeah, great, great trip. That was just like a personal cool thing in, in 2023 that we did. I think this leads into one of yours that you put on our list and I, mm-hmm. I share so I'll pass it over to you, but okay. while we're over in Europe, I mean, we must acknowledge Can Lions 2023 sure. for okay. changing the trajectory of the rest <laughs> of the year. Would you like right. to add on to that? Sure. Specifically, I just, I think that we all need to be appreciative of how Sophia Bush shared her romantic updates with the world. You know, once again, yeah. content is content and good content. That was, I, I hope everyone's okay, especially the children and otherwise Absolutely phenomenal content. And another episode of bringing people in my life who I don't get to talk to that often together in like a joyful retelling of her divorce and then her uh, involvement with the women's national soccer team on an individual and and broader (laughs) level. You know, like I, I heard from college friends. I got to FaceTime my sister-in-law. Like it was, it was, you know, we got some updates in person together. It was great. It was just sometimes, sometimes gossip can bring people together. It's a great one. Thanks to Chelsea Handler, who I probably wouldn't have thought about this year had they not attended her right. show together. Yeah. So that's a great one. <laughs> Next, another one I wanted to mention, my favorite profile of the year, hands down. Mm-hmm. Vogue on Lauren Sanchez. I will never forget that piece. I'll never forget where I was when I decided I liked Lauren Sanchez. I'll never forget where I was when I f- learned about the the clock that can go to the year ten thousand. It was. It's a. Se- it's a seminal piece of writing. Do you think if I were up to date on Gilded Age season two, then I would have a better understanding of the achievement of Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez's ground clock? I do want to note, someone messaged me to say that what Jack, the character, invented is not that he invented the alarm clock, but an alarm clock that doesn't require oil. And so it was like pushing the form forward. Okay. All right. So thanks for bringing that up, Amanda. You know, I thought at the time... Was, we is he really, using batteries? No, uh, it's like some kind of mechanical thing. I, I'm sorry that I didn't invest all of my attention in, in how the clock works. It's just was really focused on if he's going to get in the guild or not, which... Spoiler alert, he does. Okay. <laughs> I felt at the time, though, you were really appreciative of the clock. I felt like the clock jumped out to you. I th- I thought it was one of those, like, you can't make it up anecdotes, you know, in a profile. And I still don't understand, though, like, what the clock is meant to represent besides being in the ground. I think it's, like, something about the future and, like, being able to, like, see into, the, into like, what's next. I, yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> That's my best guess. Who can say? I mean, it's like somehow related to space. The thing that was so good about that profile was like, A, it made me like Lauren Sanchez, but then B, it took all these things that I actually have like so little interest in and made me really like think about them for at least five minutes. And that includes Jeff Bezos as like a man, not just as like a figurehead of Amazon, a man with biceps that he'd like to show you. Space, which I have certainly no interest in. Their yacht, which I also, like, only considered a joke. Like, I I was forced to reconsider many of these, like, icons that I had thought of as, like, empty, you know, images to be real things. And I just, that's the power of the written word. The written word about Lauren Sanchez. I hope that Lauren Sanchez's son is having a restful winter break from his remote work at the University of, I believe, Boulder, and also from his side hustle at Zero Bond. Mm, me too. Oh, it was a big year for Zero Bond. I feel like it can only go down from here. I think that's right. I think that's that's the natural cycle of the thing. Yeah. That's fine. Let's hear some more from your list of things okay. you, were, you liked from 2023. I, so I guess I have a trio of of three women who mean a lot to me doing things. The first is was sort of the 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 autumn of Sofia Coppola. It was, she had a new movie come out and she published a book and she also, it was the 20th anniversary of Lost in Translation. So, and she also designed some like $8,000 cashmere pantsuits. So she was everywhere, you know, and it felt like I had been living alone in the, in the tent for some time and everybody came back to the tent uh, to celebrate Sophia. And that was really great. Another incredibly wealthy white woman wearing expensive knits in public would be Gwyneth Paltrow's ski trial, but specifically Gwyneth Paltrow wishing the um, her opponent well, literally that. <laughs> so that was just like a nice, you huge know, that was, that was another yeah, moment huge. where it's like I heard from a lot of people, you know, because once again, sure. gossip can bring us together. And then Rihanna having another child and just doing the work of being a mom in public who is not a mommy blogger, I appreciate it. You know, we need some rebranding. So congratulations to Rihanna. I would really like one of your Bottega Veneta bags, but it's probably not going to happen for me. But does she have a collab or like, does she, is she designing some? No, I think that they're just sending them to her because oh, she's so like Rihanna. Oh, that she owns, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's just like, I, she's like using them as like giant diaper bags when she goes to Georgia oh, Welby cool. and that seems like a great way to live. I do think of Rihanna's Super Bowl performance, like one of the, if not like one of the best shows ever, very, very memorable and like very provocative in like the best way. And Also just like Rihanna has hits, you know? Beyond, yeah. So yeah. good. Also, she really did a lot for the color red. She looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pay tribute to someone who I also did not like before this year, like Lauren Sanchez. Lisa Barlow has become the lead character on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City in the absence of Jen Shaw. We're all better for it. I know this doesn't mean a lot to you, Amanda, but let me just tell you, this woman yeah. is turning in a Hall of Fame performance. She is redefining what it is to be a real housewife on Bravo. She has a job, but like in name only. She works for Vita Tequila. She's like a proud Mormon, but like the people on the show are like, you're not actually Mormon. Her son clearly hates her, but she's like crying about her son constantly. <laughs> she's fighting with people. She's friends with people. She's allies with everyone. She has no allies. 
Her style is so gaudy and gauche. She just defies all taste. And as a result, is absolutely working. She's giving us so much on this television program. And I'm like incredibly grateful to have been present for the great Lisa Barlow run. This is kind of like Derek Rose as MVP. Our producer, Jade, has weighed in via Zoom comment just to say, yes, with an exclamation <laughs> point. So I, it's, there we go. This is unanimous. Among She's my Bravo who, MVP of Who know about Lisa Barlow. Well, that's very exciting. I also like really used to hate her. So it's, it's quite a, quite a change. Who else was, wasn't this the year that Jenna Lyons was on Bravo? Yes. I also yeah. enjoy The Real Housewives of New York. My, okay. My second MVP is Bryn Whitfield. I loved her. She's on All right. the new cast. You put something on your list that I wanted yes. to comment on. You wrote oh. not a single book that you I read, <laughs> I being Amanda. And I had a similar experience. I was thinking about the books that I read this year, and it wasn't a great reading year. It just was not. I, I don't even remember a lot of the books that I read. And all the ones I, I did like, I've mentioned already, because there are so few. Yeah, it's... It, There are still a couple books left. I would really like to thank the editor of uh, Big Swiss for Mm. sending me copies. So I'm going to read it and you have already read it. I finished it. Yes. In the short time in which you recommended it, or you mentioned it, I guess. I've read it. I finished it. And I have bought it for a friend. So So you liked that. I liked Big Swiss. As mentioned previously several times, I really liked The Bee Sting. I discovered Gail Godwin this year, which is not new, but I really enjoyed Love Good Girls, old Love Good Girls. And then our friend Neil Shaw recommended Burnham Wood to me by Eleanor Catton. Oh, good. I loved it. Have you read that? No, I haven't. It's on my list. Well, Um, one of the things I'm looking forward to in 2024 is buying the paperback for people. What a segue. So there's that. That's one of the... I like... I wanted to buy that book and paperback for someone this week. And it was, I was harshly told it's not available until April. But it's, I loved it. I think that I'm in a moment where I'm really enjoying violent books by women. Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment. So it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. 
Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. The other book I read this year that I did like was The Gas Pamela Klein. Does that count right. as violent books by women? Um, I don't think this. I'm thinking of more explicit, like there's violence. Okay. okay. But that's cool. emotional violence. That's for sure. Yeah. There we go. Do you want to do 2024 things that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll just say the other book I'm looking forward to in paperback is Hello Beautiful by Anne Napolitano. I've been wanting to read that. And I do not want to read it in hardcover, so I can't wait for the paperback in 2024. Um, I also enjoy paperbacks, so I'm with you on that. That's my preferred. I, you know, the e galley. I'm sorry, or the ebook. The ebook is a no for me. I will not be reading that I'm unless just, I've only did it one time, and that was for the air affair. It was worth it, but I will not be doing it again. My eyes are my eyes are just too old. Sometimes you have to do it, and it is also magical that we live in a world <laughs> where you can just check something out, or you can just like have a book at your fingertips on a device. Like that is, it's amazing. We, I agree. We don't appreciate that enough. But I, the paperback is also my preferred just for, you know, travel and, and ease of reading. So I'm excited for you in 2024 to have those Thank opportunities. You. Thank you so much. What about you? What are some okay. things you're looking forward so to? So some, some books that I'm looking forward to in 2024, speaking of. As previously mentioned, Plum Sykes, author of Bergdorf Blondes, a recommended book from yours truly, finally has a new novel coming out next year in 2024. It's called Wives Like Us. You and I were lucky enough to receive paperback copy galleys. Indeed. Advanced I copies. Wait. I have not read it yet. I've been saving it as a real treat for myself, but I like I really find all of Plum Sykes' fiction to be quite delightful. So I recommend all the rest of her books if you haven't read them. And I'm very excited. I believe Wives Like Us is coming out in May. Side note, I forgot to tell you something, which is that mm-hmm. I am finishing Wellness by Nathan Hill, which mm-hmm. has taken me a long time and included a pause to read Big Swiss. After that, I'm reading Tom Lake by Ann Patchett. Oh, then I'm then I'm reading Zadie Smith's The Fraud, and I okay. hope that rounds out 2023. The first book that I'll be reading in 2024, which I just bought, which I have no business buying because I have so many books waiting for me. Hotel Nantucket by Ellen Hildebrand. Oh I was wow! Just like, I okay. was just like, I I feel the need to read an Ellen Hildebrand book right now, and so it's waiting for me. Hopefully, in a couple. And so, a, Hotel a Nantucket is what you went with. Yes, in part because I liked the shape of it. <laughs> like, literally, the shape of the book. It's, like, tall. And it's, like, a mass market paperback. So, oh, great. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's what those are good for. I'm excited for you. I, I love you. a hell, uh, I love an Ellen book, as you know. I know you do. I know you do. So and I'll report back, but... Okay. That's my reading list. Now, that's, that's the next okay, three that's for me. great. Wait, so I have a couple more. Okay. That Okay, so other books I'm excited about. I did some Googling of when is Kate Atkinson going to finally write a new book? She's one of my favorite novelists. And she has a new Jackson Brody book. Oh. Which is nice. her de- detective series coming out. It's not till September. I'm kind of hoping someone will, like, help me, you know, get an, get an early sure. look at that. But I'm also a big fan of the Jackson Brody novels. If you haven't read those, in addition to Life After Life, which is one of my favorite novels of it's really good. Of my lifetime? How about that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then, so I was doing some 2024 what books are coming out Googling, and I found that Claire Massoud, the author of Emperor's Children, Mm -hmm. has a new book coming out called This Strange Eventful History, and I'm just going to read you the the logline. Over seven decades, from 1940 to 2010, the Pied Noir live in an itinerant state, separated in the chaos of World War II, running from a complicated colonial home, and after Algerian independence, without a homeland at all. This strange eventful history told with historical street 
is all above a family story. I don't know. I'm interested. Okay. Cool. Where are you I, on Emperor's Children? I liked it. I yeah. Liked it. it it has I a mean, big uh sorry, I guess spoiler alert. It's been a long time, so I don't think this counts. There's a really big 9/11 set piece at the end. Well, I know, and you are yeah. um the scholar on that, right? Yeah, I've read like every novel with a 9/11 set piece. Okay. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, it's it's good. Okay. I feel like the rest of her books are like too highbrow compared to that. I'm like, just let's stick with the middle brow, Claire Mazzucci. Okay. Well, this it's seems like, this one could be middle brow. I don't know. Sure. It's sweet thing, at least. Okay. I like I like historical novels, or historical okay. fiction. So that sounds great. Okay. I think we're both really excited about the Challengers. Not a book, but a movie starring Zendaya yeah, I think and Josh O'Connor. I think it's just Challengers. No, the. Oh. I don't know. Trying to honor them. I just want to note that's like too close to the spaceship that broke up, so they might want to retitle it before it comes out. But whatever. Don't I ask. think that I that that film has already been delayed because of the strike and has had enough, you know, changes. I would just, I would like to see the movie. It's Zendaya, Josh Charles, and Mike. Josh O'Connor. Oh, right. Josh Josh O'Connor, who played Prince Charles, thus creating the Josh Charles in my mind. I also, I would love it if Josh Charles were also in the movie. Me too. Which actually, I, on my list, is a Good Wife spinoff, which is Elspeth, starring Carrie Preston, who she plays Elspeth Tassioni on The Good Wife. But... I think this is the difference between you and me, Amanda. You wrote down Challengers, the proper name of the movie, and I yeah. wrote down Zendaya and Josh O'Connor doing press for the tennis movie. So right. that's where that's where we are. That's well, where we I, will be in 2024. I wrote down a different press tour, which is, which is Kirsten Dunst doing press for Civil War, which is another movie that's coming out. And let me be very clear. I could have written down the movie Civil War, and instead I wrote down my friend, one-sided friend Kiki's press tour. So is that's it, where I am. Is it an American Civil War movie? Oh, well, oh my God, you didn't see this trailer? No. Okay, so it's Alex Garland and like, uh, like Texas, yeah. Creature movies? I don't know if I would call them creature movies, but, and it's like Texas and California have formed some sort of alliance, you know, and like a dystopian. Right. So it's just going from there, you know. Oh, because what's the movie she did with the soldier that was. With Colin Farrell. Is she in that movie? Oh, The Beguiled with Sophia Beguiled. Coppola. But, yeah. Directed by Sophia Coppola. Sure, yeah. She's in that, right? Yeah. but And that also is... The, but that's like a historical that's civil, a civil war. war movie. This is like a new dystopian civil war. Sorry, I didn't, under, I didn't understand the, the question. But now Sorry, I understand I the question. Didn't, I didn't give you a lot of information. I, I said, liked The Beguiled. You were like, was, was it the civil war versus a civil war? And yeah. and the, the new film is a civil war movie. Gotcha. Okay. okay. I liked The Beguiled, so I think I'm good on Civil War movies with Kirsten Dunst, but I, too, look forward to her press tour. That's great. I'm her number one <laughs> fan. <laughs> Next summer, the Olympics come to Paris, and I am looking forward to the celebrity attendance of said games. Also, for every Summer Olympics, there is a U.S. men's national basketball team that assembles and takes a certain region by storm. I cannot wait. I truly look forward to the U.S. men's national team, basketball team, abroad. In the past, it's brought us hits, including the team staying on a yacht in Rio when everyone else is staying in hotels. It's brought us Kobe Bryant topless at a party in Barcelona. It's brought us some basketball as well. I am incredibly excited. I can't wait to see what this team whips up this time. Who is on like the short list for the like the the major characters? 
Well, on, on okay. this summer's dream team. So a lot of them, like, because the, because the team did so badly in the tournament last summer, which is sort of the FIBA World Cup, a lot of, like, the, the A-plus listers have agreed to play. So that includes Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Joel Embiid has decided that he is playing for America, so he will be on the team. Oh, wow. Okay. I believe Anthony Edwards. Like, I think Anthony Davis. Like, m- maybe John Morant. Depends on his, like, life status. <laughs> it's the heavy hitters. Oh, I'm wow. really excited. Okay. I know that Stephen Curry has never played in the Olympics, because so he's always been injured, so I hope he gets to. I'm really excited about celebrities in Paris going to the Olympics. And also, for, like, like, just like celebrities in general. The Olympics in like a kind of old world Western city for me, for my, for my celebrity purposes is best case scenario. The 20, as I've said before, the 2020, the 2012 Olympics in London is one of the greatest events of my lifetime, having nothing to do with the sports themselves. You and Queen Elizabeth both. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, and, and Bill Simmons, like, and Chris Ryan, we all loved it. So I'm really excited, Amanda. Can't wait. I had forgotten that they were next summer, but that's great. Yeah. I enjoy a summer Olympics. Of course. It's more fun than winter. Yeah. In Paris. Also, like, when I was there, there was so much construction, like, anticipating the Olympics. So. Right. They're going big. Yeah. Hopefully the bed bugs will be gone. I I have a French show. I have a show that was filmed exclusively in Paris. Apple is apparently making a show about uh, Christian Dior and Coco Chanel, like uh, starting in the 40s, starring, oh. starring Ben Mendelsohn and Juliette Binoche. Oh, wow. Among others. Great. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Who knows whether it will be good. Apple spends a tremendous amount of... I appreciate that Apple spends money on things like this for me. They, they don't always guarantee quality, but I keep watching, so. That's great. I'm excited about the Mean Girls movie starring Renee Rapp. I'm a fan of them, and I like a musical movie. You know, I'm just going to go with it. I think also, I think Wicked Part 1 is coming out in 2024. So I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm I'm nervous. You know, I've never seen Wicked. I've never engaged with... It's a great musical about female friendship. Oh, well, that's beautiful. And I know that people are really into it. (laughs) And I know... Who was was in it besides Adina Menzel? The great Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, right, 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 right. And what's the plot? It's like the good witch and the bad witch are buddies. This is shocking, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> the good witch and the bad witch go to boarding school together. And they like become... Like a boarding school for witches? Kind of, yeah. And... It's Harry Potter erasure, but whatever. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> and one of them, like, breaks bad, bad witch. And so... Like it's a it's a re it's a rewriting of good and bad basically, and, but it's really about their friendship and culminates What's in the song for good because I've known you I'm changed for good. Okay, What's the famous song? Defying Gravity. Oh yeah. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, it's sure. at the end of Act One, sung by Alphaba when she gets her powers to fly. Is that her going bad? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And she's green. She's unpopular. Galinda the Good Witch is sort of the villain. I can't believe I'm explaining Wicked to you. This is so weird. <laughs> well, that's why I'm just like, I'm sort of, I, I don't know if I'm going to get on the train. You know, a lot of people have been for a long time. Do I really, do they need me? Do you need one more? You know, it's funny. There's just like so many phases of Wicked because I've been on Broadway for 20 years. They've been doing like a 20 year press tour. But like, 
There was a time when Adina Menzel was still in it. And, like, Norbert Leo Butts is, like, the originator of the male character. He was the second Roger in Rent, and he's been in a lot of TV and a lot of Broadway. He's, like, a Broadway heavyweight. He was, like, sick or ill, or he's, like, out. And at the time, Adina Menzel was still married to Tay Diggs. Like, he stepped in for a few performances, and it's, like, legendary. Oh, wow. And there's a lot of lore around Wicked. And now there's even more because Ariana Grande met her new boyfriend on the set. That's SpongeBob, right? Yes, that is SpongeBob. His name is Ethan Slater. And they were both married at time of meeting. I still have a hard time believing in this relationship. Pixar didn't happen. And yeah, I'll be watching that space. Well, maybe 2024 is the year I become a wicked person. You if know? you want to go see it next time in New, York, in New York, I'd happily go with you. I really, I don't want to spend the precious time that you and I have together in one of the world's great Not cities. Speaking. Seeing wicked. Yeah, respectfully. <laughs> I don't know. It's really good, Amanda. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll Fair see the movie. You know. I, I, the fact that it's two parts is really alarming. I'm hoping this was like a strike related issue where they're like, we have a lot of it done. It's so we're just two rolling parts? with it. Yeah, they split it into two. Okay. Is there anything else you're looking forward to next year? <laughs> I think the last thing I'm looking forward to is based on the fact that their movie's coming out, I just feel like we'll get some clarity on what's going on with Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. Maybe. Don't you think that the lack of clarity is what is, is, is like the strategy to sell tickets to the movie? Sure. And I think now that once the movie's out and people bought well, their tickets, know, perhaps they'll just sure, they'll drop they it also, or they'll then, live it. Then they need to sell it on VOD, Juliet. Well, I'm just looking for some more information one way or the other. Aren't what, we all? I'm looking forward to that movie as well. Has Have I seen it yet? No, I haven't. Um, I'm going to see it over the holidays. I'm so excited. maybe, maybe by the time this episode airs, I will have seen it. That's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I also pledge to can keep up with my one Oscar movie a week plan through the Oscars. Okay, what's up next for you? May, December, for sure. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. Okay, I'm very, very curious to hear your thoughts. Like many, I'm obsessed with Julianne Moore, and I like Charles Melton. I'm not really a Natalie Portman person, but I'll report back. Nor am I, but this is sort of an interesting movie about that in a lot of ways. Okay, great. Anything else on your list? I just realized during the course of this recording that I'm turning 40 in 2024. So maybe we'll maybe we'll just have that be cool. a thing we're looking forward to. Maybe we can spin that positive. What do you think? Definitely. We're both really into skincare at this point in our lives. Yeah. So I think it's a great time to have invested. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Maybe I'll have another really good, maybe I'll have a party. So maybe yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, great. Let's have it somewhere cool. Right, with past apps. Yes, with past apps. Okay. It's been a great year here on Jam Session. Thank you so much to our producer, Jade Whaley, for being a part of it. Thank you all for listening. Happy New Year. We'll be back on January 8th to welcome Amanda's 40th year. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.